This week in golf, let's start with with last Sunday. What was going on in the world of golf? Live Golf actually had an event in Tucson, Arizona, and the PGA also had an event, the Honda Classic, or excuse me, the Honda Classic, the Velspar Championship, and that was in Florida. So two competing events. Uh, Live goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. PGA Tour obviously goes four days in their normal format. And I wanted to give a fair assessment of everything that was happening. So I did watch both on Sunday down the stretch. And it was a little difficult in a sense that it was hard to find the CW. I went on my, I use YouTube TV as my provider nowadays. And I couldn't find CW, although I did find CW on YouTube. It just didn't have live on it for whatever reason. So I went on my computer, I have a giant screen monitor here, and I had one browser playing the CW with the Live Tournament, and then I had the other browser doing YouTube with the normal PGA broadcast. And so they were kind of literally on at the same time, coming down the wire at the same time. I did see that, you know, Live Golf got a .26 share, and I don't know what the PGA got, a .3. I don't know what that means. All I know is it means a lot of people didn't watch one and probably the average watched the PGA Tour. Again, the PGA Tour was just a normal event, not a normal event, a non-elevated event, which means not really many of the top players were there. Let's just go through that real quick. Um, the event was won by Taylor Moore, his first PGA Tour win. To the winners go the spoils. Homie gets to go to the Masters and gets exempt for the rest of the years, gets to be in the PGA Championship, gets all the things that go with it. And this is the thing that I was talking about the last few weeks, and I keep harping on about why I think the PGA is is a superior product at this point, because they have the Corn Ferry Tour, because they have all these field players, and then because they have the elevated events now, which will be the top 75. Even before they had the top elevated event, you know, if you just take the top... 125 PGA Tour guys, there's a there's a promotion and a relegation in ranking to get into that so you can get into events. So uh, that was a great move for Taylor. Taylor Moore, 10 under par, earns 1.4 million. Adam Shank is second. Tommy Fleetwood and Jordan Spieth tied for third. Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns. Uh, that's basically your top six. So Fleetwood's playing a lot better. He's been coming up. Still hasn't won on the PGA Tour. It's a mystery as to why. He's he's got a great swing. Hopefully he can break through at some point. Anyhow, that was the Velspar Championship. On the other side, on the live, what ended up happening is they had four guys tie and go into a playoff. So it was Danny Lee, Louis Oosthuizen, Brandon Steele, and then Carlos Ortiz. Both Ortiz and Oosthuizen kind of blew it down the stretch. They were both 10 under at one point in time. So they had they had some opportunity to to win it outright. I think Oosthuizen might have, he might have bogeyed 17 and birdied 18 to get into the championship or into the uh, playoff. Anyways, 
the live playoff was, I won't say it wasn't exciting. It was kind of lame because they kept playing the same hole over and over. They just played 18 over and over. And I think Danny Lee either won it on the third or the fourth go around. Certainly he had a putt to ice it. He had about a six footer for birdie, would have won it and he missed. So then they go and they play the hole again. And then dude makes a putt from, he was like 15 feet off the green, but he putted it and he sunk it. So four million, four large to him. Uh, the other three guys that tied each split 1.5 million and that's it. In um, other live news, the, the, there, there was a, I guess a players meeting or something and blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, we got to play in 14 events, not 10, but who cares? I don't feel sorry for millionaires. Uh, <laughs> but they, um, but the big news that, that came out, not the big news, but they said they're going to start selling franchises. So all those teams, those four player teams are going to be sold and owned by someone. I don't know. They're saying they're expecting nine figures per team. So I don't know what Liv's investment is total right now. And I don't know what, if you took all the teams, I think there's probably 20 teams and times that by nine figures, seems like a lot of money. I don't know if that's going to repay them back for what they put into it so far, but that would be a nice chunk of change. And then I don't know who's going to own these teams. It's going to be a little probably hands off for, for most Americans. Maybe they'll get some corporate sponsors to own the teams, but you would think it would almost be an individual that would, would want to own these teams. And then, you know, I'm an, just in the latest what's happening in the world situation, China is now making a deal with Russia, which includes Iran, which also includes Saudi Arabia. So it's looking like they're all going to be buddies. So, I mean, it's probably going to be hard for an American to get to go and buy one of those teams and not have to face a bunch of flack. Although I guess if you're a billionaire, what difference does it make? So, <laughs> you know, so we'll see what happens with that. That's interesting. And then, oh, the other news with Liv is that like when they pay out the teams, now, instead of just giving it to the individual players, the teams are actually holding the money, I guess in a bank account of some sort and, and then dolling that out. Last year, the league live was flying the players around and getting them to event to event and bringing their families and all that. Now that's on the, that's on the team to do. So makes sense that the team earnings will go into a pot. We'll use that for travel, getting people fed and all the, the bells and whistles and, you know, paying out some people probably at the end of the year, like giving everybody what they earned. And so that's how they're doing it now. So a little belt tightening coming from the, uh, from upper management, we'll say. Uh, not as much uh, um, money being freely spent. So that's what's happening with Live. That's what's happening with the PGA Tour. And then this week, uh, the PGA Tour is doing the Dell WGC Dell Match Play in Austin, Texas at Austin Country Club, which is a match play event. And so right now, today is Wednesday, they've already started and it's group play. So you are in, you are drawn into a group of four players. And from that group of four players, I guess maybe two make it out the top two. So you play everybody in your group. You play, um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you play everybody in your group. And then whoever advances out plays Saturday. 
you could play two rounds on Saturday and then two rounds on Sunday if you make the finals in the end. So 236 holes, so 72 holes over a two-day period of time, assuming you go the full 18 in the match play because it is match play. But nonetheless, that's a lot of golf, high-pressure golf. So we shall see what happens. In interesting news of the day, Ricky Fowler beat John Rahm. And Ricky is in a position right now where he is, I think he's 57th in the world, and he needs to get into the top 50 in order to make the Masters. So let's pull for Ricky. Seems to be a good dude. Had a bad few years. Obviously, probably didn't lose any sponsorship deals because he wasn't playing good golf, but he stopped getting into the bigger events. And so now he's... Um, Trying to make a comeback, putting the time in, putting the effort in to get back, to get to the Masters. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully he'll make it and break on through to the other side. So that's what's happening in golf this week. And we'll chat with you next week and catch up with This Week in Golf. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.